Welcome to the Grow Old With Me podcast, where we connect our family to yours through openness and vulnerability, while keeping God's truth at the center of our discussions. Welcome to another episode of Grow Old With Me podcast, and we are in the new year, so happy 2017. I'm Crystal, here with my husband, Peter, and today we are going to talk about living with purpose in 2017. And I don't know, um, I think Peter knows, we talked about, we haven't really done New Year's resolutions a lot in our household. Right, as we uh, looked back, actually I think I can remember thinking to ourselves, or after having that conversation that we thought it was kind of uh, a silly practice or something that uh, just wasn't for us. Um, And I'm not sure that we're really resolution people either, but I think... um, We've kind of changed that last year. Uh, we kind of already did a podcast on this uh, about um, the the word of the year that Crystal found from her Compassion uh, blog uh, writers, and uh, they encouraged her to come up with a, a a word, and she chose surrender. And I feel like using that one word as a, a focus target to to target our 2016 has kind of made us uh, more inspired and. Um, um, got us more purpose as we looked back on 2016 that we're willing to kind of open the doors up and and be a little more um purposeful at the beginning of this new 2017 well i think we talked about in 2015 our daughter was born but i'm like uh, i don't know about a lot of growth and stuff but when i look back on 2016 i think we'll always remember that that was the year that we really practiced surrendering and it's not like it's over in 2017 because right. it's something that we're going to have to continue but it was the year that we really focused on that. Um, and we'd also like another another one for 2017. So Yeah. Um, so I think there's definitely some um, power or um, at least usefulness in, in putting some sort of focus into how we're going to begin this new year. And I think you probably hear that a lot with the, the resolutions, but I think the resolution we're proposing isn't necessarily like the, the same as what you'll hear um, from your greeting cards and commercials of the new year coming in of people trying to sell you things. Um, what what we're actually proposing, I think, is just finding a way um, for you to chart progress and, and be active in the way that we think about pursuing Christ and living our lives. Um, I read these. I have read both books with my junior high class. Um, there's one by Phil McGraw and there's one by Stephen Covey. Um, and they are... They're pretty much habits, and Dr. Phil calls them life laws. Stephen Coley calls them the seven habits of highly effective people. Um, But I've gone through both of the books, and in both they address setting goals and just like figuring out what you want to reach for. So in Dr. Phil's book, um, Life Law Number 10 is you have to name it before you can claim it. And I like that. Like, if we're not going to, whatever our hopes and dreams are, you know, we're not going to get, you don't just get something without thinking about how you're going to get it. Right. Um, and in Stephen Covey's book, it is habit number two, begin with the end in mind. And I think it's the same, same yeah. strategies for both. It's, you know, we want to be thinking about the future so that we're not just living life lackadaisically where we are claiming what we want our life to be because at the end of it (laughs) we want something to show for it i think yeah we definitely want to be keeping our destination in mind Uh, it kind of brings me back to uh 
it, it really comes down to, I, I heard this song lyric once that said, if you don't know where you're going, any road will take you there, uh, which actually, as I looked it up here, I found it actually was stemmed from the author of Alice in Wonderland and some conversation with a cat. But uh, it, the, the idea, if, if you don't know where you're going, any road will take you there. You can really end up anywhere on accident, but to end up at a specific location or destination takes purpose and planning ahead um, and actually direction. Uh, I'm a baseball fan, so I like anything from Yogi Berra, and he kind of twisted that around. I thought it was kind of funny. He says, if you don't know where you're going, you'll end up someplace else, uh, which I just thought was kind of funny, little twist on the same thing. But again, you, you need a destination in mind or you're not going to arrive where you're looking to go. And I really think that God intends for, for us to pray to him and look for our purpose in this life. Like we're not supposed to just get up and let life happen to us on a daily basis. And I think it's a very easy practice to fall into. Um, But I think, I think that is God's goal for us to pursue him. And while we're pursuing him, like see what he wants us to be doing. Right. I think we want to keep in mind that, um, God is the goal and what God wants for our lives is our ultimate goal and purpose for our lives. Uh, we found a few verses talk about um, Proverbs 19 verse 21 says, Many are the plans in a person's heart, but it is the Lord's purpose that prevails. So whether we we can have a lot of dreams and ambitions that have nothing to do with God. Right. And I think <laughs> they're going to fall flat if if God doesn't want us to do them. Yeah, I think that's kind of a a big thing on why people have a hard time following Christ because they have this idea that because they're Christians that they should be able to ask for whatever they want and God should just give it to them on their own time. And and we realize that that's maybe not how it works. If it's not God's plan, if it's not what he wills for us, then that's ultimately not what's going to happen. And then in Acts 5... It says, for if their purpose or activity is of human origin, it will fail. But if it is from God, you will not be able to stop these men. You will only find yourselves fighting against God, which I think is a pretty powerful. <laughs> uh, I don't think I'd want to find myself fighting against God, though I I do feel like in my life I do. But. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um... Now, we, we see uh, those, those goals being set uh, through the Bible. It's something that uh, we look at the, the early disciples, and especially the Apostle Paul, um, looks at, at following Christ wholeheartedly. And I think that you see in his writings over and over again, he sets these short and long-term goals for himself. Um, actually preparing for this, I went through that Bible gateway and typed in goal, and it's just filled through the, uh, the Pauline letters. Uh, he sets all sorts of goals on, on what he strives for. Two things I saw in there was Second uh, Corinthians 13. He says, Strive for full restoration. Encourage one another. Be of one mind. Live in peace. And the God of love and peace will be with you. Uh, and also Acts 24, uh, it says, So I strive always to keep my conscience clear before God and man. And I think those are two goals that, that are really um, kind of an example to us that... that that Paul was utilizing, but also that we could as well as to live at peace with each other, um, being unified with the other disciples and also um, to make sure we're living in a way that keeps our conscience clear before God. And we found a couple examples recently of people who I felt like were on the straight and narrow path and they had these big dreams and these goals and God um, 
sort of provided them, but then there was stuff ended up maybe not turning out the way they thought it would. But I think in both of these examples, it was people who um, were striving for God's purpose in their lives. So in the end, it was still okay that their big dream didn't necessarily happen the way. And the one example is we watched a movie called Greater, yeah. I believe. Yeah. And it was about a football player named Brandon Bullsworth. Sounds right, yeah. And he worked so hard. To, he was a walk-on player at Arizona State. He was a Razorback. Yeah, Razorback. Yeah. And um, they just said he is the best walk-on in the history of ever. Of college football, yeah. Yeah, he ended up finding his way through a successful college program. And in the whole way, he ended up um, kind of turning heads because he did it um, with humility and, and ended up leading as a Christian man, um, holding to the truth that he believed in um, and ended, ended up reaching success in college. Well, and they even made jokes that he wouldn't even walk on the grass and... <laughs> on the college campus like all of his buddies were cutting through and they're like oh come on right. <laughs> he, was, he was walking around the long way right on the sidewalk but I think it's good to I mean it's he was one who like faithfully followed God and he ended up getting drafted to the Indianapolis Colts yeah. and uh right before he signed he ended up dying in a car accident yeah. and I think it you know, to think, oh, like he made it that far and he had all these big dreams and he was so good. But I think it's not about our big dreams. It's about pursuing Christ. Right. And I think our goals and our one words and our um, New Year's resolution should be about how can we grow closer to Christ and align ourselves right. with his plan. Because we all have these big plans on how we would imagine it go. I think even Brandon Bullsworth would have said, he would have liked to have played in the NFL. And that obviously wasn't how, how the plan was to work out. But I think that we have to step back and realize that God sees the whole picture and that we can be okay with his plans and submit ourselves to the will that he has. But I think we think when we submit ourselves that God's just going to grant all of our dreams to come true. And yeah. Joy Feek was another example. She, um, she was pregnant or she didn't ever want to be a mother. And then, like, finally she submitted to God's will and was like, okay, I'll do it. And then, like, two years after she became a mom, she passed away from ovarian cancer. So we think, I think we think, oh, God will bless me if I submit to his will. But ultimately, I think, I think we need to be focused because I think both of those people are in heaven and happy right. and with God and happy that it was God's purpose and not our own. But I think we need to keep that in mind too, is that just because we submit ourselves to his will and um, maybe we think we have these dreams and ambitions that should be complete, maybe that's not always God's plan for us. Right. And that's part of, I think, the word that we looked at last year on surrender is being able to surrender our own plans and being able instead to accept what God gives us instead. And that's, I mean, it's tough. It's a tough, it's a tough way to go. But I think that's kind of the point of making these goals and resolutions is, is to give God the glory rather than ourselves. I think uh, our very first podcast uh, was called Works in Progress. I, obviously, it's something that um, we never fully arrive. It's not something that we um, were, ever, were ever there. I mean, that was our very first one, and we're still saying it here on whatever episode we're on now. Um, but the idea is that we continue to grow. Um, and I think that 
Paul says that in, in Philippians 3. He says, not that I've already attained all this, but one thing I do, forgetting what's behind, straining toward what's ahead. And I think that's what these goals are for, is really to make sure that we're not focused on what happened now in 2016. Not that it's gone and done with, but uh, we can't change what we've already done. What we can change is what is up ahead of us. And so we can set some some goals or some um, markers that we can put along the way to make sure that that growth that we're looking for is occurring. Again, not because um, we really expect at the end of 2017 that we're going to be perfect, but that what we expect at the end of 2017 is that we're going to hopefully that we're going to grow. So we have some ideas or practical tips that, that we could introduce um, that have been ideas Chris and I have tossed around so that we could make 2017 a, a calendar year of growth. Um, like we've said, we've done the one word for the year and last year we did the word surrender and I felt like it was a really good year. I mean, I think we had it on our minds quite often and it was just something that was a good reminder that my life is not my own. I need to surrender it to God. Mm -hmm. And like I said earlier, we're nowhere near done with that process, but, um, it was just nice to have a year to focus on it. Yeah, I think having those those uh, words or even st statements uh, is kind of a refocus point. When things start going wrong and we see that we're starting to get, like grasp our fists in control, that surrender was really good for us. And I think another thing that we've done for that is a mission statement that we have hanging on our wall. And not that we always follow it exactly to a T, but it's nice that it's there so that if we start feeling like our family is getting a little off track of what we were wanting it to be, we have these goals up on the wall of what we want to refocus us. So I think that family mission statement is something we could um, maybe suggest to others as well. I think also that's something that we should revisit, I think like monthly or even bi-weekly, which we don't do a mm -hmm. very good job of, but just to come back to it and think, okay, are we doing this? Right. In our... um, there's two resources that I put in the show notes. Jenny Allen has a dream guide that we completed last year. And it was okay. Um, <laughs> it was good. I think it's good because it's it's very thorough and it's every aspect of your life. Right. And Peter and I sat down and I feel like with a spouse, it's very nice to because, you know, your dreams might differ. Yeah, it's fun to get our dreams out loud voiced to each other. It kind of uh, helps us fall more in love with each other to align our dreams with each other. Yeah, it's a good conversation starter. Anyway, I do think that it kind of fell by the wayside throughout the year this year. Yeah, actually. And we kind of picked it up at the Crystal, end of the year. Crystal found it at the end of December and she goes, oh, remember this? And I go, no. So, I mean, obviously, part of these resolution things is involving follow through. Right. But I think we went back through it and there was stuff that, you know, we haven't gotten anywhere on. But there was also stuff that we have seen growth in, which is encouraging. So, I think, if anything, it's kind of a nice thing to write down your dreams and see where you're at at the end of the year. Um, Ann Voskamp also has one that's like purposes for your year. And we did this one, I think, last night. Yeah. And there's 12 verbs that then you write. So like if the first word is embrace and then you would pick. What you're going to embrace for that month. Right. Or then it's engage or... Mm -hmm. I will or do or I will break. Or... And I think there are 12, so I think it's meant to do monthly. Yeah. So like the month of January, you focus on that one verb and what you're going to do with it. Yeah. But um, So we thought we'd try that one out this year. Just see 
where it takes us. I think in the past too, uh, we've kind of had a, a Bible verse just kind of hanging on a chalkboard in our kitchen. And I think just to have a Bible verse um, to kind of focus our, our thoughts or around some certain theme that we're working on that month is a good way to um, keep that focus and direction, to mm -hmm. live purposefully. I also like Peter and I do like a Sunday night meeting, which we haven't been super good about it, but I like to meet on Sunday nights and not only look at our week, but maybe we've used that as a time also to pray for our children, things that they're struggling with, mm -hmm. uh, pray for each other, things that we're struggling with, and just kind of a time to reevaluate. I think right. family, I think that's important for family's life. Just kind of a checkpoints. Yes, checkpoints a good word for it. To kind of some built-in accountability toward these goals. If we say as a family we want to be doing something, uh, obviously those things that we're trying to do are going to be hard and require effort. So we're obviously naturally going to not do it unless there is some checkpoints and accountability involved. And Kristen Welch writes a blog and she's wrote several books, but I don't know where I heard her, if it was on her blog or in one of her books. But she talks about how they have a what's your beef night in their family. <laughs> And we don't do it. Our kids are little yet, but maybe when they're teenagers and stuff, we'll re-examine that. But it's kind of a night where families can kind of, the family can get together and talk about, hey, this has been bugging me for a while. Right. Like, I feel like you're not there for me in this area. Or... And it really might just be about how you hang your toilet paper. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, it could be something more deep and meaningful to saying, like, I felt emotionally abandoned at this particular instance. And just have people be able to be open to that and, and be able to apologize and restore relationship. Mm-hmm. And the last thing, I read the Fringe Hours book this year, and I really liked it. It talks about quiet times and like kind of re-energizing yourself. And she talks a lot about how people miss these opportunities to re-energize themselves because we're busy like doing junky stuff like social media or watching, like getting lost in the TV. But she talks about like if you are a reader and like reading, like planning ahead, so you go to the doctor's office then you have a book there. Or if you like writing cards, bring cards with you places so that you can um, get those things that you enjoy doing in for you. And even that's with like a quiet time, making a plan to have that quiet time in the mornings. So these are a couple suggestions Crystal and I have to offer uh, on maybe how to make 2017 a year uh, that is more purposeful. Um, but uh, what we really want to emphasize here is not necessarily that you use these specific strategies, though they are definitely available for you to use. Uh, it's more that we want to encourage you to be intentional about the way we live in the year 2017, that we're not just letting the year happen to us, but that we're actually um, fervently seeking Jesus Christ and trying to live our lives in a way that would please him. Well, thanks for joining us. Uh, have a happy new year. The new year is here. Is this year going to just happen to us? Or are we going to choose to live with purpose, setting goals and forming checkpoints for the destination of growth? Regardless of our plans, let's keep in mind that God's ways are higher than ours, and His plan is the one that we're willing to submit to.